0: you're listening to the Direction for Life podcast, we pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast.
1: So this is part three of the Believer's Advantage. Let's go back to our foundational scriptures. Come on, stand up again. First John, the fourth chapter and verse four. I want us to get in the habit of that. I, I was raised like that. I got away from it. Bishop Jakes brought me back to it. Stand for the reading of God's word. 1 John 4 and 4, it says, you are of God little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That scripture from the New Living Translation says, but you belong to God. Isn't it good to know you belong to God? You belong to God, dear children. You have already won a victory over those people. I like that. I ain't studying those people. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. And then Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 31, a parallel scripture to John from Paul. Romans 8.31 says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You may be seated. So this is part three. I think I may have one more. This is part three of the believer's advantage. I've been taking my time with this. Because it's a, the subtopic, I think I gave a subtitle called an advantage mentality. It is so important that you recognize that as a believer, no matter what you're going through, you have the advantage. Pastor Marshall and I were having dinner last night, and I really kind of, I've been meditating, I got thinking about things, and I said, honey, I said, I said, what do we have to do to convince people that your life is better with Jesus? I'm very serious about that. I said, how is it that people go through stuff and leave the church and think your life's going to be better? And I said, said, maybe my life story, they think, is is some rare exception because I saw in my immediate family the difference between living for the Lord and not living for the Lord. Okay? Some of you, if you would just look, you realize the same thing. I saw the difference between having, living a life of not just making partying and getting high your priority in life and having higher priorities. I came from a family of just parties and drinkers, parties and drinkers. Every weekend it was partying and drinking. And pretty soon you're going to realize more to life than that. and and, and, and you know, uh, we, we were at a homegoing yesterday, and they had a family member who's an evangelist, a rare evangelist. And he kept saying, he said, I ain't, I ain't here to give you a sermon. Your bishop give you a sermon. I'm, here, I'm an evangelist. And an evangelist lets people know you need to turn or you're going to burn. No, I'm very serious about that. An evangelist gets people saved. Evangelists try to get people to let everybody know you need Jesus. And then my job as a pastor now is to help you live life with Jesus. And we need both. One gets you in. Another one, hopefully, I'm trying to keep you in. And so I discovered years ago, y'all, and so... Uh, when I preach, I'm trying to get y'all to go beyond just heaven and hell. See, because there's a lot of y'all sitting right here now who, who years old, well, you know, I ain't going to hell. I can drink, I can part, but I ain't going to hell. That don't mean I'm going to hell. No, you may go to heaven, but you may go at 45 when you should have went at 90. Let's be real about this thing, that living a life, Outside of the will of God and the principles of God will shorten your life I'm telling you that from experience in my own family and So one of the things that God says in his word He says he gives his commandments and then he says this he says so things can go well with you I must want things to go well with this. I mean, I want things to go well with me I want things to go well with my body I want things to go well with my marriage. I want things to go well with my family. I want things to go well with my children. I'm tired of seeing y'all's children come up in this church and all the, all the word we put in them. And now they're no place to be seen. And you pull up their Facebook, you would never think that was a child that came from Epic. Never think that was a rightly directed child. What is happening? is it we're not able to convince our kids that life is better with Jesus than without Jesus? What are we missing? What inconsistency are they seeing in our lives that they say, if that's being saved, I don't know if I want that. Yeah, I know dad, mom, you say you saved, but you cuss more than me. I know you say you're going to heaven, but why are we getting high together? Oh, y'all don't like me now. I'm convinced life is better with Jesus. And I'm, I, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the, the church, been, we've been debating about telling people about this going to make you go to hell. Just, yeah, you got to live. You got to live. However many years you live, you got to live here on earth. And before the ultimate of heaven and hell, God wanted to have a quality life. I said a quality life, a life of the wholeness with nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. And so as Pastor Marcel, we were talking this night over dinner, she said, she, she said, you know, it's like some of us have seen this when they were training our young people and students during the civil rights movement through SNCC and... And the and the uh, uh, the, there's, there's the the uh, sit-ins, they train them about what they might go through, and we said maybe when folks get saved, we need to train y'all about what you are gonna go through. That's what that's why the said, that's why Paul says. Uh, script said, now thinking James said thinking not strange concerning the fiery fiery child. Can I tell you, Lord? Y'all gonna get mad at me. People gonna die. People gonna get sick. You might lose a car. You might go through a divorce. You might lose a job. Yes, you are saved. But know what Jesus said? One of the scriptures I meditated on, teaching on Wednesdays about world lovers. He said he Paul. Demas was part of his team. Demas was part of his team, and he mentions Demas twice. and says, Demus, Demas, Demas says, hey, Demas greet you. But then the third time we see Demas, the final time we see Demas' name, it's in 1 Timothy. And Paul says uh, to Timothy, Timothy, I need you to come because Demas has left me because he loved this present world. The world got him. The streets got him. And too many of us and our kids, the world's getting them, and the streets getting them.'" Demons have left me loving this present world. And so we have saying, maybe we need to train y'all. And I try to do it. I tell y'all all all the time, this is going to be in the test. Y'all ever have a teacher that tell you what's going to be in the test? They say, what you got to study? How how many of y'all ever had an open book test? Do you know you go through life, this is an open book test? The answer's right there in the book. There's no surprises that ain't in the book. The devil's a real devil. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your family. So Jesus said this, in this world, ain't no trick, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Now catch this. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. But in me, you got peace. Oh, my God. In the world, you got tribulation. But in me, we got peace. so we're in the world, but we're in Jesus in the world. And so regardless of what's going on in the world, I can still have peace. I can still have peace, though I lost my, my, my mother transition. I, I was talking to my wife this week, and I'll giving her some more details. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't come from a real close family, and I thought about it. The one sister who I did who, who, who was kind of close and close to me, I found her on this, uh, I remember this week. December 5th, I said, this is the day that I found my sister dead. I was 14 years old. We had the same birthday. And, and this is the day, and I remember that night, I was scheduled to preach that night at church. I still went and preached. And I said, then I thought about, I a two, then said, that was 1975. 1979, December 1979, my other sister died. Age of 21, both of them were 21. Then, 79, 82, called out a a biology class. Told me you need to go home. Your mother just passed away in college. Four years later, my father, my wife had been saying to me, you need to go find your father. You need to go find your father. My father was on the streets. And it was a bitterly cold night, one of these like extremely bitter where they telling anybody, nobody be outside. We had just gotten mad monster. said, you need to go find your father. And I went to Georgia City, had to drive to another city, went around looking for them, and then, I, and then I asked some people out on the street, and they started running away. I don't know what happened. A week later, Bishop Bailey called me and said, we got go to the, gotta go, go to the morgue and identify your father. And I went through all of that. But in this world, you can have peace. The truth of the matter is, statistically, somebody went through the stuff, I would be knocking my head up against a wall somewhere. If, if, if I was addicted to drugs and alcohol, y'all would understand. Come on now. Well, you know, he came from a real rough background. You know, he's got sisters and brothers. But in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But in me, you can have peace. And you need to know that no matter what life throws at you, as a believer, you have the advantage. Come on, say this. Say, I am not disadvantaged, because I am a believer. We said advantage means it's a condition or a circumstance that puts you in a favorable or superior position, no matter what you're going through. Well, it's not if you, you, don't have, you have the advantage unless you go through a divorce. You have the advantage unless somebody dies. You have the advantage unless you have to file bankruptcy. You have the advantage as long as you don't have a foreclosure. This world is going to bring you stuff Stuff is gonna happen. I'm saying stuff because we in church. Y'all know how y'all some of y'all say it. Stuff is gonna happen. So we start telling you why we have victory. I gave you five things so far. Number one, we said you have victory because Jesus stripped the devil. Jesus, he said he took the devil, the power from the devil and said, I give you power of all the power. The enemy, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Secondly, we said we have victory because we have faith. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. As long as I have faith, I have victory. So I don't care what you lost, who you lost, how much money you lost, who left you, hold on to your faith. Come on now. As we said, showed you in that clip, faith is your winning ticket. Faith is your way to get back on top. Faith is your way to keep from, be- from being drowned by the circumstances of life. Somebody said, I still got my faith. Number three, we said we, are, we have the victory and have the advantage because we are believers. Who is he that overcometh the world? The one who believes. Faith is what I have. Believing is what I do. So now you have to take your faith, mix it with the word, and you make up your mind, I am a believer. A believer looks like something. Don't say you believe in tithing and you don't tithe. Don't say, don't, don't say you believe in walking in love and you're hateful and mean to everybody. Don't, don't, don't say you, you believe of being a good father and don't provide for your children. Believing looks like something. Believing looks like activity. Fourthly, we have the advantage because we have hope. Abraham who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. I have hope no matter how dark it is I have hope which is uh, which is anticipation Expectation and assurance that things are gonna get better Look at somebody say things gonna get better. Come, Sometimes I gotta tell yourself things are going to get better. I feel bad right now, but things are going to get better. Looks like I've lost everything, but things are going to get better. As long as I'm here on the earth, I'm here because things can get better. God leads me in the earth so I can get a new testimony. I'm here to tell somebody you're here so God can give you a new testimony. Yeah, I know he delivered you 10 years ago. I know what he did for you 20 years ago, but you ought to have a current testimony. I'm here to let somebody know you're about to get a current testimony about the situation that you're in right now. I'm prophesying to somebody who came to church today that God's gonna turn your situation around, but you got to stay in hope and anticipation and expectation. That things are going to get better. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Fifthly, we said we have the advantage because we have inside information. That's the Holy Spirit. I've given you the mysteries of the kingdom. That's why I talk to them in parable, but I speak plainly to you. Because I want you to see things they don't see, know things they don't know. We have inside information. God, how can we defeat this great army? Jehoshaphat said. And God gave them inside of inside information. They're gonna go down by the by the brook to, to Koya. Go on down there, and we're gonna set up ambushments against them. God will give you the advantage through inside information, letting you know things other folks don't know in the natural, because eyes haven't Seen ears haven't heard, neither had into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love Him, but He reveals them to us how by His Spirit. I got inside information so I can know stuff that I don't know. <laughs> you catch that? I can know things I don't know. No, I didn't study it, but the Lord showed me how to do it. No, 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 no. I, uh, uh, God gave me the strategy. As a matter of fact, and, and uh, somebody else we were talking to about this, uh, they, they were saying the same thing, said, sometimes you can't write down the plan because it's as we go. Okay? It's like, like Bishop, Bailey, Bishop Bailey years ago when he saw, <laughs> and I was circled when we were watching something together, a particular preacher, it happened to be Dr. Thompson. He was preaching. He was preaching, and he, when he saw preach at a certain moment, the people started bringing money to the altar. And Bishop Bill said, "Stop that! Stop that!" What did he say to make him do that? Just <laughs> so stop. So. And when we watch the tape via he said, w- w- "Rewind it." What did he say? And see, sometimes you look, what, what, you need, what did he say to make this happen? Why did he do no? There's things that's going to happen by the God, by God's spirit. Listen, y'all know I'm an advocate for education. I paid a whole lot of money for my kids to be educated, especially that one right there. Okay, so y'all know I'm an advocate for education, but there's some things you're gonna have to get by the spirit of God, that they can't train you in in school. There's some situations in life, you know, e- e- even those who, you know, uh, uh, when I when I talk to my fellow colleagues who've been to seminary. They also told me you can go to seminary get Greek and Hebrew and, and uh, uh, biblical archaeology and geology and all these ologies, but they don't give you a degree in Negroology. That comes from God. <laughs> that came from Pastor Donald. Pastor Donald used to say that, okay? And so there are things that we're going to have to get from God through inside information. But what I want to move on today, the thing I want to take today, is that we have advantage because we have angelic assistance. I know this sounds mystical, but I'm going to make it plain to you. Angelic assistance. In other words, we have angels who help us. Now during this time of year, as we look at nativity scenes and we see various holiday scenes, particularly those of the Christian faith, you'll see angels. Because while the shepherds were abiding in the field by night, angels appeared unto them and told them, unto you is born this day in the sea of David, a Savior who is Christ our Lord. But angels are throughout the scriptures, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the thing is that even though we have the Holy Spirit in the New Testament who gives us inside of information, God still uses angels to help us and assist us. When you're in struggles, when you're in battles, when you're in dilemmas, God will still use angels. And so, first of all, what are angels? Hebrews, the first chapter, verse 14. This is a little lesson about angels today. Okay. We have the advantage through the ministry of angels, angelic assistance. Hebrews, first chapter and verse 14. The prior verse says, which which did he, when did he speak to the angels and say this to them? But then he tells them who angels are. Hebrews one forty. Are they not all ministering spirits sent to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So angels are ministering spirits. Another word for ministering is helping spirits, serving spirits. They are ministering spirits sent forth, sent forth by God to minister Help, assist, serve, and aid those of us who have inherited salvation. Now, before I knew that scripture, we were talking about. I mentioned Wednesday night about some, you know we especially on the first Sunday. We'll go back to the hymns. You need to still know some of the hymns of the church and some some of the original doctrine of the church. I didn't get from the scripture. I got from the hymns. And and so when I read this scripture first time, I saw that we are heirs of salvation. That we are the angel of the ministry spirit sent forth the ministers of those who are who will inherit salvation. That means I'm an heir of salvation. It took me to the hymn. Heir of salvation purchased by God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. I'm an heir of salvation. Those of us who are saved, those of us who have received Jesus Christ our Savior, and we have. Inherited salvation, and we become joined heirs with Christ God sends angels to minister to us That is the purpose of angels to minister to us And So I want you to understand this that when we are going through life as believers Angels surround us and help us even though we're not aware of them or conscious of them We know that because the book of Hebrews, the 13th chapter, and verse 12, verse 2 rather, Hebrews 13 and 2, it reminds us, he says, don't be not forgetful how you were entertaining, hosting, or treating strangers because some have entertained, hosted, treated, or mistreated angels unaware. He says, so there are times, now watch this. I'm going by the scripture now. They look just like you and me, but it could be angel. We know this because there were times in the scripture, there was one time where I believe Joshua was out in the field and a, and a man stands out there who has a sword. A man, and, and Joshua grabs his sword and looks at the man and said, whose side you want? Are you on outside? You're on the side of the enemy. He said, no, I'm from God's host. I'm one of heaven's armies. I'm one of heaven's soldiers who are sent to fight for you. Oh, my God. My God. See, because if I fight, I might go to jail. So God will send angels to fight for me. Oh, my God. Somebody say, fight for me, angels. Some of y'all got somebody in mind as soon as you said it. I'm expecting when I hear about, Lord, it must have been about 1040. They just fell out. Mm, That's when I said, angels, fight for me. Psalm 34 and 7, it tells us that the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. For those of us who love God, reverence God, angels actually encamp around us, watch this, for what purpose? And delivers us. <laughs> There's some deliverance you had, and see, folks who don't know, said, man, I sure was lucky. No, no, that was an angel that delivered you. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't luck. Oh, my God. Lord, the Lord, Lord just brought something back to my mind. We were here, I think, a couple, couple months ago. We were here for a, a training, a, a one of our leaders', leaders meetings or something, and we left here. It was raining like cats and dogs. And I'm on 26, going, going, going west. Where am I going west? Yeah, that's where we're going. We're on 26, going, going west, west there toward, towards Irma, a lot of construction going up there. And, I mean, we could, you could barely see. Two things happened that night. could barely see in front of you. I'm going very, and so i maybe, you know, I'm on the interstate. I, I, I probably was going no more that than about 40 miles an hour. All of a sudden, this, this 18-wheeler comes by me. He got to be doing 70. And all this rain, you can't, I'm like, why is he going that fast? And, and as he, right after, as he passed me, the, the trailer just started fist-tailing from one side to the other. And, and I I'm, 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 I'm said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And all of a sudden, he was able to get control. If he fist-tailed and took up the whole two lanes, I don't know what would have happened. It is possible that an angel delivered me that night. Right after that, there's a big tire Okay, and then, mind you, for those who've been up there, you know, there's no place to go, all this construction. There's a big tire in the middle of the road, and, and I'm, I'm the, I, I believe I was ahead of Pastor Marston. I'm trying to call her, tell her, make sure you're going slow, because in the right lane, there's a tire. And as wives do, she don't take my call. <laughs> Husbands, y'all know what I'm talking about. They're always on the phone until we call them. They just be busy. Sometimes I want to check her phone to see if, if my name is hubby. Do not answer. <laughs> Couldn't get a hold of her. She got home. I said, honey, did you see? She said, "Yes." Yeah. She said, I saw you calling, but it was, it was raining so bad, I figured I, I don't need to be on the phone. She said, but I did see that tire, and I was able to stop and go around it. Now, if the traffic had been more congested, would not have time to stop or go around. Well, if you do stop, you're probably going to be… There's so many things we go through, y'all, and it's, been to, it's the ministry of angels. Some Bible said they encamp around us. Be careful how you entertain them because they, God sends them to deliver us. Uh, let me look, show you that verse again, Hebrews 13, 2 from the New Living Translation. It says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Be careful how you treat people. Can, can, I, can I remind all of us in the church, a few years ago when we, when we uh, revamped, what's the word, revised, Here we go, when we revised our vision statement to say we are the diverse, loving church, I spent a lot of time teaching our leaders and, and then even for a month teaching our church about our vision. And one of the things I said, I said, from now on, we no longer, you no longer know what a Christian looks like. Because, see, we got our idea of what a Christian looks like. Mm, all those tattoos, there ain't no Christian. Lord, they got pierced everywhere you can be pierced. And then they're making up places. Lord, I, I mean, I know y'all, y'all, y'all you used to just put them in the note. Now you, you put them in the snout. and God bless you. God bless you. I ain't no judgment. Because we don't know what a Christian look like today. No, and, and what I was saying to them, stop judging people based on how they look. You can't go, over, well, I can't believe they came to church looking like that. I'm glad they came to church. Now, I'll be honest. We were talking about this the other night. I, have a pre- I was raised in another generation. I was raised in a generation where if, if you were a gentleman, you didn't wear a hat in public places okay now hats part of the style everybody wear hats okay i'm not gonna keep you out of church for not for wearing a hat i'm glad you're here okay and and ladies when you come in and 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 you got something this low okay just understand one of the sisters may give you something to 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 put over it because they think you might get cold (laughs) they don't want you to be too cold (laughs) <laughs> so we got people here give you stuff to warm you up. But you know the air conditioning might make you cold.
0: If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for Marriage, Faith, and Family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for manifests on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.